Welcome into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Leaf edition, Leaf Hour. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandeo, Jen Rolnick with you for the next two hours here in studio. Wherever you're watching, listening, Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 9360, and Sportsnet Plus, we're glad you are with us today. Guys, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. Last night was the first time I've done television in maybe four years. Yeah. Late. 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 10.30 <laughs> Eastern puck drop. What's that? I'm uh. 57. <laughs> I'm in bed by 10. What time were you asleep last night, do you think? Well, I also had thinking that uh, I had to write an article. You do this all the time, yeah. right? You write articles. I've been writing for the Toronto Star. I'm like, oh, what am I going to write about? And then I just started a little bit, and then it just wouldn't stop. And I probably didn't get to bed till about 4 a.m. Oh, oh, my God, Kippy. Oh, my God. Yeah, 4 a.m. And what time did you get up? I had to do Sportsnet 960 Calgary with George you know, and Georgie? Maddie yeah. at like 9 a.m. Okay. Right. So. so between 4 a.m. and 9 a.m., I had this dream where people thought I broke Willie Nylander news. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, that didn't happen. That's ridiculous. Just talking about ridiculous. stuff. Ridiculous. Oh. Just talking. <laughs> when what Pat McAfee did, today? Just shooting the, uh, you know what? <laughs> just shooting. Yeah, we're just shooting it. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what's going on with Pat uh, McAfee in, in that show? Like, they're, they're uh, what's doing... the latest? Because how did Jimmy Kimmel get involved in that? I'm not derailing anything. I, I have yet. no idea. But You're I saw on top Pat of McAfee this. was moonwalking backwards. The two and a half minute semi apology today. I, I think. saw some wild allegations thrown around by one Aaron Rodgers on that nationally yeah. televised program. So. <laughs> and McAfee was like, don't sue us. Yes. You can sue Aaron. All He's right. very rich. Uh, watchers and listeners, uh, go on the internet and, yeah. and, yeah. and figure it all yeah. out. We're not, we're not explaining that. But what we are explaining is the fact that we had a Willie Nylander conversation that went to another level yesterday and... Uh, it even got to the point where, you know, one of the producers here says, well, that's why, why didn't you tell me that you had that? And I'm like, <laughs> well, anything. Um, like, what did exactly do you think that I had? Yeah, that we've been all year long. We've been theorizing numbers about where it's, you know, what we're hearing behind the scenes, specifically what you're hearing behind the scenes. But yeah, this is well, not many, not very many people saw it. Only 450,000 people saw it, so it's okay. So, Barely noticed. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I went on to explain it, that I thought this was such big breaking news on our show yesterday that I waited 35 minutes so we can go through a Samsonov <laughs> waivers conversation yeah. and, 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 and mention it. 40 minutes later. You know, you did say that you thought that it, it would be wrapped up by uh, All-Star Game, which is a month from now. No, I did not say that. No, but you thought that... They that wanted your... it. They wanted... Right. The, the word is that in a perfect world, the Leafs and Willie would 
like to go into the All-Star weekend knowing that he's got a yeah. new contract. And then Elliot last night on television yeah. kind of backed that up with he th- thought it could be as soon as this week. So that probably adds a little spice to the chili. Didn't didn't hurt at all. Yeah. And uh, again, I mean, I had all these visions of like Nylander, Otani, like watch. Oh my God. I mean, are we going to now figure out where uh, Nylander's um, having sushi? I don't want to talk about it. The next few days? I, I mean, <laughs> let's <laughs> like locally, yeah. it, it does take a life of its own here, that, that sort of stuff. But certainly last yesterday's show was a conversation on where we think we think things are heading and trending. And not to get into this whole conversation about breaking news all over again. I mean, this is what we do. We talk about Jimmy Kimmel. We talk <laughs> a little Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> no, but it, it's we believe that it's trending in, in this direction. I don't understand, too, why people are so bent out of shape. And the feeling I got over our, our comments yesterday is that from my end, it's overwhelmingly in favor of Willie being paid upwards towards $11 million a year, mm-hmm. more so than it ever has in the past. And there's just, for me, at least from the feedback, and I don't know, you guys can mm-hmm. speak on, on where you guys think it's coming from, but they're, they're, they seem to be okay. The people that I talk to, either fans or people in the industry, yeah. the majority of them seem to be okay that Willie's going to make... $88 million, as much as $88, $90 million in the next eight years. I don't think he's as good as David Pasternak, you know, like uh, personally. I think he's close, but I don't think he's <clears throat> quite as good. So if he makes about that number, the cap's going up a whole bunch. He's young player in his prime, top five in scoring in the league. Yeah, he's probably worth around that. I don't think anyone's looking at it going, what a steal. I don't think anyone's saying it's a ripoff. I think there's a lot of people going, eh, we'll see how the back end of that goes. But you do that with all eight-year contracts, so I don't know. I, I'm just reading... The mentions of the Sportsnet 590, the fan tweet from yesterday, just looking through here. I think it's kind of split down the middle on people being like, well, I think it's just a shock, a sticker shock number. I saw some people happy to see a star commit for the the length of a deal. I don't really, you know, I think it's going to be a wow contract when it's signed. But with the cap going up and his production, and I mean, the way he looked again last night, like it's night after night here where he looks like one of the best players in the league. It's just the going rate. Unfortunately, in a contract year, it's happening. You want to keep them? Guess you got to pay. There, there is a level of consistency, especially with Leaf fans, that like every every guy that's signed a, a new contract, whether it's Marner, Matthews, Tavares, and Willie, that there's this knee jerk, not a knee jerk reaction, or maybe it is a knee jerk reaction that there, it's just too much. Yeah, it's well, that consistent. was Willie's first contract. Right? The, the one he's on right now that's under $7 million for 100 points or whatever he's yeah. on pace for, 117. People yelled about that. Like the tendency, too, is these contracts outside of the pandemic and a flat cap mm-hmm. is that they they date themselves rather quickly, contracts. God, the Dreisaitl deal at the time, I, I remember being like eight and a half and like nine minutes later, he yeah. was worth 14. You know, so it does. That's, I think, probably the the thing that I would defend Dubas the most on is that he didn't get the chance for his contracts to age with the salary cap. Mm. You know, the Marner and Matthews deals and the Tavares deal. 
which is now six years into it, was supposed to look like a fraction of the cap instead of what they still look like in the first year they were signed compared to the salary cap by percentage. The other factor is here, again, uh, really, what choice did the Leafs have here? What what choice does Willie have? We know what he has, Mm -hmm. the chance, the choice to say no, and I'll go somewhere else. But if the Leafs are in that ballpark of 88, 90 million dollars, there's just there's there's not that money out there uh, it, with from another with, team from another team that can only sign him to seven years. But you know what else too, Kip is okay. So the options for Willie, you're right. So if he wants to make as much money as he can, the Leafs are a far better option in terms of being able to make that yeah. additional ten million dollars or whatever the number ends up being in that last season, eleven million dollars. So Willie has that choice: take all the money now or wait it out and try to get a bit more in a shorter term. The other thing is, like, for the Leafs, what their choices really are is this is a GM who has said he's not going to let the Goodrow thing happen again, right? He has explicitly stated that. And I think if you went and tried to shop Willie Nylander around, and I think that they probably did, and went around to see just what would be out there for them for a top D-man, which everyone wants him to do, it's not there. There's no Teams don't want to trade a top D-man for a guy they then have to give Eighty yeah. million dollars to. Well, so you're and, not going to get but, back for what you no, have to sign him. Is my no. point, and, and that's you have to do that, this. That's a general league wide sure. situation. Is that no matter who you are, no matter how good you are, if you are getting moved as a rental, here is the rental price. price yeah, which is a first rounder and and a prospect. And a, I don't a, know. Depending how good you are. Yeah, Willie might fetch more, it's obviously. A, it's a a blue chip prospect. It's a a minus prospect. It's a B plus prospect. Yeah. But that's it. That's it. Un- unless you're trading him for a team that's going to sign him. Yeah. And, and now and it's I just a different don't think ballpark. people want to trade top ND. They don't want to trade Jacob Slavin or whoever. They don't want to do that and then have to pay Willie in Carolina, for example. So. I think you kind of have to do it is my point. And then I wanted to take that to the next logical step. Let's say the Willie thing happens. Let's say it's in the next month, um, you know, as sort of we've kicked around. What does that then mean for Mitch Marner, who then is the next guy up? Um, and, you know, next year you're looking at four guys making 11 schmill, and then you got to kind of decide what Mitch is worth after that. Yeah, for me, you and, and you're not the first person to have asked me that yeah. in the last 24 hours. And the answer I give is we don't know, and it's way too premature yeah. to answer that question. You have all the time in the world, basically, to see what happens the moment you make that official commitment to Willie Nylander mm. and what the team will look like as is with Mitch Marner. To answer your question, you need to ask a question is, what happened this year, JB? Was it a another first-round loss? Was it a back-to-back second-round losses? How did they fare all of them? 
How do they fare? Do they end up in a conference final? Does Mitch Marner put himself in a position to be one of four teams vying for a Stanley Cup playoff? Was he in the conversation of a Conn Smythe at that point? How does that change your perspective on what to do with Mitch Marner? There's no world where they would say, we can't have four guys making this much money. You know, we couldn't trade Willie because his contract was expiring, but Mitch has another year. Maybe we can get a top D for Mitch. I, I think there's a world with Willie Nylander at $11 million, Matthew's four-year deal kicking in next year, and Marner resigning mm-hmm. in, in two years from now. I think there's a world there. In two years from now or yeah. July 1st this year? Because he can sign this in six yeah, months, you, right? Yeah, months. yeah, you can. But mm-hmm. what matters is when the money kicks in. Right, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It doesn't matter. Sign him, don't right. sign him. It's just what matters is can you can you carry those guys through the threshold of then dropping Tavares' $11 million? Yeah. And the answer is, yeah, you probably can. You're going to have to be a little creative here and... I don't know what that means to plug up the rest of your lineup. It sucks that they have to be creative right in these guys' prime. You know what I mean? Like they got to like, they got to skimp in the years where they're at their very best. And it will because unfortunately next year is challenging because Matthew's contract kicks in. So that's an additional two. And then Willie's. One and a half, I guess. Willie's yeah. kicks in at an additional four, right? So that's that's eaten up the cap, the, the cap, the cap increase. Yeah, without you know, without without figuring out if Domi's back. Yeah, and then you know Brody's money is off, uh, Bertuzzi's money is off. As you mentioned, you had to pay these guys, but those guys are making significant salaries that you could replace. You look at good yeah. players for that money, but, but yeah. I. I I don't think it's easy to just brush off, oh, if Nylander signs at 11, Mitch is done. He's gone. What you need to find out, first of all, is is there a world where you could actually win in in the playoffs Mm -hmm. with four of these forwards leading the charge? Hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. Happened last night. When I talked about the awesome hockey game last night. Ovechkin Cup here. Yes. All right. They won too convincingly last night. They played too well. Got to talk about something else. The Toronto Maple Leafs won their best hockey match of the season last night. How'd I do? I, yeah. Was it not? I mean, what an awesome I, road showing against a contender. Maybe even longer than in the last season. I mean, didn't give them a sniff. I think through two periods, I said they had three. LA had three slot shots. I mean, really tight defensive game. Yeah. Jones is good. Forwards checked. You know what this they means now. It. Like, no excuses from here on I in. know. It's like, we've seen it. You we, can do you've it. You've seen it. As uh, early as tonight, where they're playing one of the worst teams in the league whose backup's playing because they got a flu bug. Like, it's... Oh, this is right oh, for Leafs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Leafs to drop the ball. <laughs> we but, never get to enjoy Leafs no, stuff no, long. No odd man rushes, no gambling, no bad pinches, no bad line the changes. Just ran out while they led last night. Yeah. It was really refreshing. Um... You know, Matthews, it, I thought, played a fantastic game. It doesn't have to shoot the puck in the net to have a good game. To have a great game all the time. I I don't remember 
watching a hockey game for the Leafs in a long time. Like you said, this might be their best performance, not of just this year, of a really long time where they were playing hard from the start and they were the aggressors of it. Mm-hmm. Like they were playing like the Panthers all Kings of a sudden. Kings were on like, their heels like Yeah, right but they away. were slashing and hacking every scrum in front of the net. They just seemed like, I don't know what the rivalry is here. Maybe they're trying to get them back for 93 all of a sudden. Like I don't know why they <laughs> yeah. played this hard against the Kings. Because it's a measuring no, stick game. No, it's because every time they embarrass themselves, this is what they do. But no, but they not like this morning. Not like the way they look last night. Last night is the hardest I can remember them playing in yeah. this era in a long time. Like it, it was like just a w- hard on sticks in yeah. front of the net, yeah. body checks. Like it just it was unlike them. And I think we've we've spent a lot of time on how the Leafs do against bottom teams, against the bottom seven teams. We had some stats that they're like you know one of the bottom few uh, in terms of record. But this year, guys, their best games, so they just took it to the Kings. They played that great game against the Rangers in Madison Square Garden where they went 7-3. They took Boston to overtime twice. Um, You know, they've played really well against the best teams in the league, which is why they're such a confounding team. uh, I think uh, losing to a playoff type of team like Carolina on the weekend as well was a, a, a friendly reminder of the way you need to play. And they played well, or, you know, well enough, right? I mean, three, two loss. They were in that game at least, but you're right. That still wasn't enough. And I think it wasn't that it, enough. It can be an eye opener. It's like, okay, even when we play well against these top teams, they're good teams. So Martin Jones also posts his 30th shutout of his career. Uh, I don't know what we were expecting. I wasn't expecting a shutout. I, I can tell you that I, he didn't, look overly busy he made that one save that one early save was that on the power play trevor moore trevor moore slot robbed him like going down one nothing there would have felt like a rip off to 19 other guys because they were deserving of of not going down one nothing right and that's the type of saves you need and ones that they didn't get out of Samson off. No, they certainly did not. Um, yeah, he looked really good. And so I'm curious about tonight now. Well, to me, the biggest point of the game for him was the power play at the end of the second period. Yeah. Where he made five or six saves there. Like, and a couple, they weren't 10 ballers, but a couple just really solid saves. And that's something that's killed the Leafs this year is goals at the end of the period where it just feels like it changes the game. And yeah. they're going into the period 2 nothing versus 2-1. And in that building, you know how they've blown leads or whatever. I think they, that's a big momentum builder for them. And, yeah, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You see why Jones was allowed to get 27 wins with an under 900 state percentage last year. Yeah. Because he just looks like a normal NHL goalie, right? Like, he's not, he's not most flying around. He's big. He's calm. You get why he keeps getting chances. All right. Let's go to Sheldon Keefe for our first Kippers Clipper of the show on Martin Jones. Yeah, he did. I mean, I thought the guys defended really hard in front of him to, to help make his uh, his night uh, manageable. You know, we haven't always done the job for our goalies, but I thought tonight the guys did a terrific job. And that said, uh, I think they had a pass out to, to Moore in the first period that he makes just an incredible save for us. That, that's, that's a game-changing save, even though it's early in the game. You get down against this team here, the way that they defend, and, and uh, it, it changes the game dramatically. So, uh, 
you know, despite the fact that we played well and we played hard and we loved a lot of things, there's still not much between the two teams. But it's good to see us get rewarded today because there's, there's some parallels between this game and the Carolina game the other night, which we didn't get rewarded for, mainly on the backs of, of our special teams. But it's two games in a row now. We haven't given up a goal at five on five, and that gives you a chance to win every night. Yeah, I thought the blue line in front of them was as good as most definitely we've seen all season, and again, maybe even longer. Hey, what are we going to do with Simon Benoit? I mean... Simone? Simone? I, I was actually... I think it's Simon or Simon. I don't care. Whoever his name is, <laughs> I have gone, yes, I've gone full, I've gone full Johnny and Etobicoke on Benoit. Oh, yeah. Love the guy. Yeah. Like, I just, I, you know, he just, he's what every Leaf fan loves. Like, I under- Is this our Pontus Holmberg offer no, sheet moment? It's this just, is the- he's just a butcher. And he I'm just, thrilled. There we go. He just well, does. He's, he's he's hits guys. He's throwing his weight around. He's fighting. He's not he home, fight. He's not Holmberg because I think he's UFA. Is he not? Yeah, he is UFA. And you know what I'll say about him as a compliment? He knows what he is. You yes. know, like he's very he's got personality. He'll look you in the eye. Like the Leafs have really been lacking that type of guy, and so it's really refreshing. Yeah, to have someone like that. Did Played a lot of minutes for him last night. I didn't love the, 16 didn't love and the a half. fight. Yeah. He got and up to and 16 he left and a half. With five or 10 left in the game with his finger. So he would have been an 18 minute yeah. night. Yeah. No, he's, he's in every battle. Yeah. And he's pulling two guys down at the same time after Matthews gets I run did from the behind. Eh? Yeah. Like I just, I, <laughs> I am who I am. And I love guys like this. <laughs> like guys who are signed for nothing and are expected of nothing that give you a little bit of surplus yeah. is every Leaf fan's yeah. dream. It's like a guy that'll fight. And well, the Fantilli thing, like we talked about it yesterday, where he gets in the face of Fantilli, the biggest, meanest guy in the league comes over the boards. He fights him. Last night, fights for no reason again. He can't fight. He's a bad fighter, Benoit. He keeps falling over. He also fought two giants. He's not. uh, But he's just willing. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think you need to be a good. You don't need to be a great fighter anymore. You just need to make sure you don't get hurt and you don't embarrass your team. Well, yeah. I think both guys he fought were he's, 6'5", 230. He's, he's so. good enough at that. He's good yeah. enough at that. Yes, exactly. So I would say he's cemented himself a place. Like Connor Timmons, I mean, how, how do you put him in over Benoit? No, he's you don't. You. you don't. The, the, I think Connor Timmons has fallen below legs and pretty clearly for the next person that comes in, right? Because now you have yeah. Lilligren like back Legacy in there. Too. Yeah, me too. Hey, by the way, Brad Tree Living. Well, touch with this a little bit on Leaf Talk last night. The high-end ticket items haven't looked so hot for a lot of the year. You talk about Bertuzzi, who had a good night last night, but he's been up and down. Domi's been better, but, you know, Klingberg, yeah. Reeves. Yeah. And then the three, the Benoit, Lagason, Jones combo. Well, how about Gregor, too? Gregor, in there. Like, that three, but those that trio yeah. has been a godsend for them. Yeah. Where would they be that. without those three guys? So, I want to I just want to go back on, on your comment because I know it's a bit of a throwaway comment, what? but uh, the one that uh, on Benoit yeah. and like sign him. For did sure. you say that? I did say it. For sure, sign him. But this is where in the past the Leafs have kind of overplayed their hand mm. is that they don't necessarily sign players. They wait. Yeah. And then it gets too late and they leave. Yeah, they go take a little bit more somewhere so else. So if and- you're Benoit right now and you've gone from nothing to all of a sudden being something, are you... What do you sign three w- times w- one? W- where, is, where is the number? Like, 
who's it upon? Is it upon the Leafs to make them an offer that just rises a little above, or do they want it? If you make him a one-way guy for three years at a million bucks, would he do it? Yes, I'd imagine so. But I don't know if the Leafs, I don't know. Want, to, like, the Leafs want to do that. Look at what Labushkin turned himself into. He made two point seven times two or three. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm well, not saying it, Ben wants that. Labushkin yeah. made a lot of money there. But like, is he is he one point seven worse than uh, Labushkin right now? I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of Labushkin. Yeah, it's a. We had, we had to watch go, the Bush go, Just go back to to what Labushkin did as a Leaf compared to what Benoit is doing now. Yeah, Where, or would they be a comparable for Labushkin you, Sammy? Yeah, hit harder and chased okay, a so more aggressively. But if, if he's not two seven, would another team be willing to give him one eight, one seven, one six? Maybe, yeah, probably. So, to your point, is do the Leafs try to get ahead of it and offer him uh, a million times three? Yes, give him some one way security. He's been a you know you're a PTO guy this year, wasn't he? No, he's seven seventy five. Was he? Yeah, one way. Yep. Yeah. No, All no, right. I think it was. Might be two-way. I don't think he had much choice. I don't know. One thing I really like about him uh, is that he said, um, I forget where the interview was, that he thinks Anaheim messed up. It was Anaheim, right? Messed yeah. up by he's, not signing him. He has an RFA at the end of it. Oh. Not a UFA. Oh, that helps. Yeah. But he, oh, that helps. That's a big difference. Yeah. He, he clearly said that, like, Anaheim should have signed yeah. me. Like, so, there's so he no, believes there, in there's himself. No, uh, no. There's no Tell hurry to, no. to sign him then. Sorry. You just see... That's so insane. You can play out the year. Play out the year. I, I thought he presented uh, as a UFA. Sort but that's... Uh, he's 25 years old. God, he could be a decent player for them. Yeah. Well, but he's good always going to be a 5, 6, or yeah. 7. No, he does not. Right? Don't, this is not getting too excited. No. He's going to be more. <laughs> no, but no, it's no. found money. If you find a fiver, yeah. it's not a 50, but it's nice yeah. to find a fiver. Well, it doesn't then appear he's going anywhere then. Right. After this year, but... If you're him, just just see how how Keep this thing finishes. But uh, love love the response off of the uh, Pierre Luc Dubois hit on Matthews, which included there, right? Matthew Nyes. No hesitation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Man down, I'm going in. Like we've all been starving to see that on a fairly consistent basis, guys. It just appears to be now more natural than ever for them. I think you, I don't remember if you mentioned it last night or not, but you know, since Marchand on Lilligren, you know, they it really became a talking point. The Leafs, it seems like they've made more of an effort to stick up for one one another, and maybe some of that is Legacy and Benoit trying to earn spots, but Nye's, you know, getting in there. Domi's been a little bit more physical at times. I, I think it's been a positive change in the team this year. Classic Pierre Luc Dubois game last night. No show, one greasy play. Barely noticed him. Total dive on one of the penalties. Grabs, grabs Matthews by the hip. Twists him a foot from the boards. Doesn't engage anybody else. You know, like just classic. I thought there's some horrible calls. I never awful officiating. We never, I never crap on the officials. We never do. They do they even know what cross checking was last night? Even Bertuzzi's penalty was like a bit of a a shove, and it's like. Okay, you got bad balance. Let him play. But yeah, yeah know, was it who got it the first a, it was one? A was, it, was it Domi's? Max Domi's call was oh my God. horrible. So bad. But they seemed like that was their standard last night. They were calling everything. And then and one went, of their defense got a, a cross checking penalty too, which yeah, I thought was right the, after. Which was yeah. just as bad of a call. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, it didn't factor into the game, which was 
Should we good thing. quickly talk Burt before we... I know we got to get yeah. to Luka. Oh, we got, we, got, we got yeah. eight or nine minutes here. Okay. We talk about Burt. Playoff Burt last night. That's the guy you want to see? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I think we've seen in the past out of him mm-hmm. in Boston. The one that Lee fans and Brad Tree living thought, yeah, that's worth five, five yeah. and a half. I mean, this guy... His equipment setup oh and the God. way he looks out there is unlike any NHLer I've ever seen. What was the tweet last night you, you read? Oh, it was Carl oh, Pilaf. Yeah. Sam retweeted I, it. It was a buddy of mine I went to, to college with. It was something about him. The next step was him wearing jeans he over his There's a 40% pads. chance some game this year he wears jeans over his shin pads out there. But, like, you know, he puts the one strip of tape over the hollow end of the stick. So, I don't know. Like, people were... I, asked what people's ideas were and they like the, the tweets I got people are so funny they're like to keep his vape pen in was one of the answers <laughs> I got to keep his darts in to keep the keys to his Camaro in there <laughs> like I got some excellent answers but apparently you have to have tape on the top of your stick sure yeah. well li- I mean listen you could carve a guy's face so with that his loophole his should be illegal but I thought it was maybe to his stick. His finger doesn't get stuck down there. I thought the same there. thing. So he's because yeah. I actually hold the top of the stick same. a little bit, yeah. and like I thought maybe it was something oh, with that. But. The butt end work I could do with that stick. With his? Oh my oh, god! Yeah. You could carve someone like the Joker. Yes. But did <laughs> you, and you cover it with your top hand, <laughs> and nobody, sharp... n- nobody can pick it up. Did you Brutal. see? Well, the, did you see at the the little clip from the World Juniors the the Connor Geeky kid who goes around eighty times? Yeah. I did see that. What it's is like he, a goalie? 80. <laughs> he was around 80. Not 79, not 81. All this no, thing. He is 80 times around. So yeah. it's the opposite 80. of that. Yeah. But like, I don't know. He was awesome last night. Like Bird, I was like, did his elbow pad slide down where his yeah. glove came off? Or was that a wrist guard? I don't, like everything I don't know. is just. I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, Keith said something like, uh, you know. Yeah, we got the clip. You okay. want to play it? Yeah, let's do on that. Number clip four on Bertuzzi there. Yeah. Huge play. So those are, again, there's not much going on out there offensively. It's, it's hard to generate chances. He makes two plays that, to, to, to set up grade eight chances. And if there was ever a guy that uh, was going to make a play with looking a little bit uh, odd with one glove on, he would be, he would be my pick. Uh, it was great. It was great. He stays in the battle and uh, makes the play. It was, it was really good to see. <laughs> yeah, he, it, was, it was pretty impressive uh, saving the play. I had two thoughts on him last night. Just one so positive, right, that when he's, you know, whacking guys and and digging out pucks and making plays for guys, he can be really effective. The other is, and I'll just say it, not a fast skater. You know, like that two-on-one with Willie, like if he's a half a stride faster, he can make a play. There's a four check where he's first down the puck and he can't get to it first. Yeah, like he's, he's just not a fast skater. That's all. The Leafs didn't look fast last night for the first time for me, which is, again, plays into the more of a playoff type of feel. Yeah, which is where he, like, and he they, suddenly they actually irrelevant. slowed the game down a little bit. Mm. There was no stretch passes. There was no blowing the zone. There was not trying to do everything fast. And that plays into the hands of a Tyler Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. And... I think a style of play last night was more conducive to winning in the playoffs yeah. than anything that we've seen in the past with them trying to be this this fast, you know, north-south team. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I think 
I think it it's a good thing for Tyler Bertuzzi and maybe a f- and few other Leafs fans. Like, okay, there's a style of game where this guy can be you know, one of our top producers. And it didn't didn't rip off Mitch Marner or Matthews from getting their looks as well. Sure. The first four shifts Matthews had in that game were as good as you can play hockey. Yeah. Like they're, all they're, over they're, it. He needed another league. Yeah. Like he was flying around. He could have had three or four in the first four shifts that he had. Yeah. Kind of went yeah. away a little bit, but he was yeah. just, he was really good defensively last night too. Now LA just like, there wasn't one guy that could get anything going. And I, I give a ton of credit for the Leafs because for the most part, LA has been a very good hockey club this yeah. year. They've had some issues at home for whatever reason. Um, killing it on the road but yeah that that uh that that team looks like a team that in many ways could end up being like the Leafs right now going okay who's who's our goalie and yeah. Talbot's been really good for them but I, I don't see a world where they have a real comfort thinking Talbot's gonna no? be the guy in the spring I wouldn't say that anything last night was really particularly his fault I like in terms of no, just watching no, that game, but I agree. I, I, I don't disagree with you on that, but I just think there's there's a faith in a guy between the pipes, and I don't I don't believe LA's there with Cam Talbot. Get in line, you know, get in line if you're looking to acquire any of the available goalies, LA, because there is oh, a long man. list. There's a naked tree out there apparently. <laughs> there's no goalies on the goalie tree. Um, yeah, <laughs> thought the fourth line was good last night. Sorry, the Bertuzzi clip with Tavares. Do we want? No, we no, it's okay. Okay, okay then let's go to uh, the depth because David Camp, not involved in the game of Carolina, came back and uh, shored up that fourth line. Let's listen to Sheldon Keefe on clip seven. I liked this game a lot. I thought his line was just really good. I, I felt comfortable putting them out there against anybody. Uh, so, yeah, Camper was... He, he gave us tonight what, what I expect from him, and I thought his line mates followed, which is really what you're looking for. So there you go. Yeah. Um, Good night for camp. Old Nicky Robertson didn't play a whole lot last night. Went down below 10. So Robertson, too, it wasn't like the fourth line or his line, oh, boy, you know, played poorly or anything like that. Like Robertson alone played, yeah. what was it, eight minutes or eight, something? 8.30, Next think. lowest was actually Callie Yarncroft. Yeah. And then, you know, everyone else was up quite a bit. He's just, when the games are like this, Kip, you talk about how Bertuzzi, that's how it's going to work. When the games get like that, yeah. he's well, the he worst version can't. of himself. Tonight's a Nick he, Robertson. He can't. He can't yes. he the can't, next three yeah. games are yeah. San Jose, San Jose, Anaheim. He should yeah. go get five points. But he can't do what Bertuzzi does, right? And that's no. nope. just play a physical type of game causing havoc. It's hard to see him in their playoff lineup right now, Robertson. Unless there's some... You know, I know everyone wants the young prospects to get opportunities and be great, and maybe he will be. But just ask yourself what that role will look like on a team that has a ton of offense and he's not going to be on the power play. What do his minutes look like? When do you put him over the boards against Florida? Yeah. You know. Let's okay. Get to Luke. We're going to go to break. Anaheim. When we come back, Luke Fox, who's covering uh, the Leafs for us out in California. Nice gig. We'll get his thoughts on who should be starting Tonight, the Leafs did not skate. There have been no announcements, at least to the knowledge of our show. We'll get Luke Fox's thoughts when we return on Real Kipper and Bourne.
Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Tomorrow the league will announce 32 names for the NHL All-Star Weekend, which is fast approaching. Mm -hmm. Still doing the one for every team thing? Yes. Dumb. Mm -hmm. Dumb, Sorry. Sorry, Sorry, NHL. Sorry. It's just, a, it's just the first round of uh, yeah. names. Mm. So, just, all know, right, we'll not, get, there's we'll, not an all-star in every team. It's, well, right. it's, it's, it's nice to have multiple options in the Leafs as opposed to the time it was Leo Komarov or Thomas Cabrillet is the only guy. Like, but how about like, the Canucks Did that really happen? this year? What? Komarov? Leo Komarov? Oh, yeah, bud. Yeah, he was, he was the only one? Yeah, in 2015 when they were really bad. He was the all-star. You have a terrific memory, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't, remember, I don't <laughs> yeah, remember my email password. I think most Leaf fans have... I, Forgotten. Well, I watched 80 82 that year. The worst season ever. Got a math got Matthews though. So anyways, I think we got Luke. Do we got Luke? I think so. Do we? Or am I lying? They're setting right. him up as we speak. Oh my bad. Luke Fox is uh getting ready to join us. I think he's on the beach. No, I think he's probably in his hotel. Will he have any <laughs> insight? Does he have all right, let's uh let's go to Luke Fox uh fresh oh, off oh, his uh celebrity homes tour in LA. <laughs> Um, did you did you pass by Jimmy's Jimmy Kimmel's house and was there oh was, was there a lawyer in his driveway, <laughs> Luke? No, I actually came right from the the Winter Classic in Seattle to the to the LA game. So from uh, one one rink to another, I was nice. going to indoor. Yeah, nice. Um, okay, where do you want to start with the the Leafs? Um, Martin Jones, Willie Nylander, where, where, where's your biggest story about to go on sportsnet.ca? Well, I think you have the biggest story in there, breaking the, <laughs> the, the, the Willie, <laughs> Willie Nylander news. We've, we've I mean, gone down that path already. Oh, okay. No, 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 yeah, no. We no. want to hear your version, pal. Well, I, I just find it fascinating. Um, it, it seems like another case of maybe they waited too long and watched one of their players uh their stock rise and you know he had leverage to begin with in terms of you know a partial no trade and uh you know willing his his very demeanor his willingness to to go into a contract year and risk you know i guess having a bad season getting hurt all those things betting on himself and all he did was raise his price with his play i mean he's been phenomenal the knock on him was never that he couldn't perform like this it was he couldn't do it this consistently and there's been only four games all season that he hasn't got a point he leads the team in scoring 50 points already he's on pace for a, a career year to trump his career year last year and i think the most encouraging thing if you are willing to cut this this check that could be as large as as you're talking nick is he's a guy that actually shows up in the playoffs he's a guy that didn't look out of place or shook by the moment uh, in the postseason. So uh, Brad Living cannot have Johnny Gaudreau 2.0 walk this guy out the door and, and say goodbye to a prime talent in his, in his, in his prime and, and just, you know, let him go mm -hmm. sign with Chicago or whoever. Um, and Willie's forced his hand. Uh, so now he's going to, he's looks like he's going to get his payday. There you go. Um, you know, we're we're sitting here debating. We discussed that a bit, and then we went on to the goaltending. Can, can uh, I ask him one more question please, on, on yes. Willie? Hey, if you want to stay with it, please it, do. Uh, just just in terms of Luke, you know, it's I find it fascinating you mentioning uh, the Leafs and their inability to tie up guys fast enough and and watch the price yeah. of poker to go up. You know, there's 
there still may be a sense out there that they're trying hard somehow, some way to get that number below 11. You front load it. Uh, JB, I know, I think there might be some rumblings that you've heard as well, that they may be trying to hope, still hold on hope yeah. that he can sign something under 11. Do you think that is even out there anymore or is that ship sailed? Well, I mean, if you're Nylander, you could hold fast at 11. You'd be doing the team a favor at this point. Now, the Leafs, what they have in, in their advantage is they can offer the eighth year so they can give them more money as a whole um, and try and get the cap a, a bit down. And they have cash up front. Um, we saw it in the Matthews deal. We've seen it in, in many deals. They, they love to incentivize with the salary bonuses, get that in the bank account right away, start earning interest, all those good things. But it's up to Nylander to say yes to it. He could still hold them hostage a little bit here if he wants and say, hey, I'm right on pace with my good buddy David Pasternak. I want his money. Look at uh, Johnny Goudreau. Look at Huberdeau. I'm outperforming those guys. I'm worth more than them. Plus, the cap is going up. So the percentage, even if I got what they're making, uh, would, would be less. And so it, I think it's all up to him. It's, it's in his control because I think the Leafs – are quite frightened that they could lose him. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think for Willie's sake, if he can come in, Nick, at, you know, a, you know 11 or 10.9 or whatever it is, it'll look good for him as given, you know, the fans will appreciate a lower number, right? And that just garners you goodwill, and I think that's worth it when you're there for eight years as a consideration as well. Um, any more on? No, I'm okay. good, pal. We were, I, I want to ask you just the vibes of the goaltender. Like, are we going to get to see the Hill the Beast tonight or what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's really kind of confusing because uh, Sheldon Keefe's been so non-committal, um, mm. and he he said he wanted to see the LA game play out, and it played out in a way that you could sell the back-to-back. I asked Martin Jones if he'd be good to go. He said, "Yeah, uh, there's no flight. It's just a bus ride. Now it is a quick turnaround, but." Martin Jones said something that really caught my ear and was, and he was the type of state saves I was making weren't particularly taxing. A lot of the Kings uh, action was coming head on. There wasn't a lot of side to side. Really? Uh, yeah. Which I guess is more, you know, makes sense. More taxing on a goaltender's body. If he's co- constantly dealing with one timers and cross seam passes. And he said, most of it was head on. Um, so that's like a less stressful uh, day for him um, so I think that it really boils down to which goal which goaltender is going to give him the best chance to win I think that's Martin Jones uh, it's it's about you know the sports science guys getting in there and saying well let's let's be careful with him or you know maybe Brad Tree Living says hey we called this guy up we're going to have to use him at some point why not throw him against the Ducks who are horrible apparently they're going through the flu right now and they're starting their backup uh, Lucas Dostal, who has a sub 900 save percentage. So it is a pretty cushy situation if you were to go and throw in a prospect. We're talking to Luke Fox. Does a terrific job for sportsnet.ca. Is one of the league and leaf writers. Um, in terms of the blue line, do you think, uh, you know, outside of Martin Jones, maybe buying them a little bit of time that uh, guys like Benoit or doing their part as well? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm become a big uh, Simone Benoit fan. And, and I actually, it started 
in training camp when, you know, he was late to get going and battling through an injury. And I got him one-on-one, you know, outside the practice facility and and talked to him for a while. And he was so confident. He's like, yeah, I'm behind, but I'm going to take my spot. I'm going to earn my spot. And I just love that confidence. He wasn't saying, oh, I'm going to try and we'll see. And, and, you know, he, he was like assertive that he would do this. And I think part of that comes from never being drafted from, you know, having his chip on his shoulder by not being qualified by the same Anaheim Ducks team that he's going to face tonight. Uh, and he's got an edge to him. And Sheldon Keefe said something this week that was, that was really telling. He's like, he's our biggest defenseman. He's our most physical defenseman. And he just keeps getting better every day. Uh, you know, he's still relatively young and he's cheap. And I, I got to thinking, like, our guys who sign one-year deals are eligible to re-sign after January 1st. Why not, you know, have you not seen enough? Let's get this guy re-signed. As long as he re-signs for third pair of money, keep this guy in the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. We, we had a little discussion on that ourselves. Um, before we let you go, just wanted to get you to weigh in on where uh, Tyler Bertuzzi's at. Has a nice game last mm-hmm. night. Do you see signs of him coming around and being the guy that the Leafs need him to be? Yeah, I do for sure. Um, you know, the, the the numbers aren't there, like the hard production numbers. But Sheldon Keefe said our best line all season has been Bertuzzi with Tavares and Nylander. And I think it took a while, but he has the coach's trust. Uh, I thought he was fabulous last night. Two primary points in, in the type of game that you're probably going to see more of in the playoffs, like tight checking, not a lot there. But he has good playmaking abilities, makes it happen, and he does the one with the one glove. I mean, this guy is like a human yard sale. Like if, <laughs> if this, if this whole, if this whole NHL thing doesn't work out for him, he could be like an extra on Shorzy or something. I just, I just love his whole, I love hey, his whole character. Have you seen, seen uh, Hildeby? Man, they, they could be in Game of Thrones next edition. <laughs> True. Good call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see you on him. All right. We'll let you get ready to go to the rink, Luke. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, have fun covering uh, Leafs and Anaheim tonight. Okay. I'm waiting for you to break the, the official no, news here. No, now. no, no, no. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Everything's uh, okay. thrown towards uh, Elliot the rest of the way. Luke did <laughs> ask Willie about uh, the contract, right? And, and, and Willie said, I'm not going to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Not touching it's like, I'm close. It's close. Yeah. Oh, so close. I, I need 20 more bucks. The only thing I mentioned last night that someone mentioned to me is in a perfect world, they could get it done before the All-Star break. And uh, Elliot said last night on our show that, uh, you know, they wouldn't be surprised if it would happened as early as next week. So that would probably just be one thing you could check off. Yeah. Be nice at least not to the list. To- think about that anymore not hear about it um you know anything else from last night kip we got a couple more uh we do have some clips willie killing penalties last night you know does that do anything for you on his added value or is he yeah that he's actually able (laughs) to be used in multiple his ice times way up from past years because of that i think let's have a listen on sheldon keefe with uh a new added addition to his penalty kill He's just done a good job with it. Um, he's done a good job with it. You know, Dean Chanelto obviously leads the way there, and and uh, he, he talks to, to Willie a lot. But uh, he's done a good job with it. He's, you know, not just this season, but he's been patient. He's worked through a lot of meetings, sat through a lot of meetings over the last couple of seasons um, to learn about it. And he's very eager 
Uh, so we wanted to get him a little more involved and move him up uh, up the chain a little bit. Uh, you know, coming off a game where we didn't we didn't get the kills that we wanted, we wanted to see if we could give Willie a little bit more and see if that changes thing change things a bit. And he did a really good job tonight. It's a good lesson for all you kids out there. You know, like play play defense. You yeah. get more ice time. Now you're killing me. He's out there at the end of the game. He gets an empty net goal rewarded for being able to yeah. play both both yeah. sides of the puck. The feeling out there is that. Uh, Matthews will be one of the names mentioned tomorrow for the All-Star weekend. But, I mean, it's hard to imagine that weekend next month without Willie. Willie's going to be there. In that lineup. Yeah, yes. I think Matthews would probably be but he has to get, pretty obvious choice. But he has to, he's got 30 goals, yeah. just, just turned New Year's Eve. Yeah. But he'll, he'll have to get voted in. That's, I think, the way the process works. I and, have to believe the Toronto fan base yeah, we'll, will chuck him a couple of... A couple of votes. It's hard to imagine an NHL All-Star weekend without Willie Styles part of it. Yeah. Do you think the Toronto and guys are dreading it? The fact that it's here? I would, for sure. If Why? I were those guys. Oh, every day, million microphones. Yeah, no, things are great. No, no, yeah. they're gonna have to so come, wrong. They're going to have to come on no, this no, show. It's, it's, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing. In 94, we hosted and Richter, Leach. They had fun. And, oh, my God. It was a blast. Okay. And there's a... Uh, an added dimension for the All-Star weekend that they're going to be excited about. I'll tell you about it after the break. Oh, what a tease. <laughs> what a tease. Oh, my God. You're good at this The now. host with the most. <laughs> Don't go away. We go national next on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show.